0: The tennis Win podcast and the sports cam podcast is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports and research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app for the H-O-F-Bets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the sports cam podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning $200,000. Plus, this week's prize, Pick'em Prize, is a free $250 Super Bowl square. com slash Patreon to join today. Welcome everybody to the tennis gambling podcast here in the sports game podcast. Network. it is currently Friday night, February 2nd. I'm your host, always, Scott Reichel. Once again, going solo for this pod should be a fun episode, bit of a short episode. Only two matches to preview because it is officially semifinal time in Montpierre. So we're going to preview the two matches between Bublik and Felix Algarale. And then we're also going to preview the Rune and George match. But before we get into any of those, do want to recap what happened the last episode for the quarterfinals. Overall, a really good episode for us. Starting off with the lock and dog recap, ended up sweeping. We had Felix Aguarelli seen to win in straight sets at minus 150. That line actually plummeted. That line closed at around minus 120. I'm assuming most people were afraid of Felix's fitness After he was puking in the middle of the round 16 match wasn't an issue and he ended up beating my relatively comfortably in straight sets as for the dog ended up having Shevchenko and Bublik over two and a half sets at plus 145. We picked the only match that actually had a dog cash in it because the favorites won in straight sets in every match and they won in straight sets in the final three matches. So overall ended up picking the only dog that actually won and it was a pretty entertaining match. It went the way that I thought it would. I thought Bublik would be pretty tricky, So it and it worked out with them alternating sets before Bublik eventually won the third set as he kept one of our outrights alive. So as of right now, in addition to getting the lock-in dog picks, we do still have two outrights left. So we have Rune and Bublik who are... The two remaining favorites that we took to win the event, but that's what happens when the top four seeds of an event end up making it to the semis. So we have a 50% shot, basically, of getting an outright home. Hopefully, they face off against each other in the final, and we pick up an automatic winner. But either way, the point is, ended up having a very nice episode, and hopefully that continues in the Saturday matches. But before we get into any of the actual match previews, I want to recap what happened in the quarterfinals. I mentioned a second ago it was pretty straightforward for the most part because the favorites did win all three matches. The Bublika one was competitive. Shevchenko won the first set. Bublik started off slow, went down a double break, I believe, and then ended up getting one of the breaks back. But eventually, Shevchenko held out to win the first set. Then Bublik kind of took over as he ended up winning the second set comfortably 6-3. Then he ended up picking up a break, I believe, in the 4-4 game as he served it out. Did have to fight off a break point or two, but got the job done as he won in three sets. So Bublik's still looking for a second title here, and now he's two matches away from doing so. Shevchenko gave it a good run. There's a reason why we gave him at a plus 2,000 to win the event. He could hang in there with Bublik, but unfortunately could not do enough to get over the hump as he ended up losing in three. Now, as for the other matches, Felix won in straight sets. I really don't understand the line movement against us. I don't care either way because Felix did win in straight sets. Myet hung in there for the first set, lost 7-5. And then at that point, Felix just hit the afterburners and Mayat couldn't keep up with him. I thought that talent would be an issue for Myet. I don't think he's a great player by any means. He's fine. But when you beat, for example, Luca Puy and Benoit Pair as your two matches to get into the quarters... I'm going to be skeptical of your overall ability because those are two pretty favorable matches since Puy has been very injured for his entire career and Pair is a joke. So he had a nice easy path and Felix did not. And I thought Felix would look sharp and he did as he won in straight sets. Then you ended up having a pretty entertaining match that ended in straight sets for the favorite. But Rune and Mamo was actually competitive as Rune did win in straight sets. There was a tiebreaker in there and the match did go over the 21 games, which I thought was the only angle to actually consider in favor of Mo, thinking that he would actually keep it competitive. But I did think Rune was just too good for him, and he was. Proud to Mo though, for hanging in there, but he just didn't have enough, and Rune eventually found some openings in the return games, and he got the job done as he won in straight sets. And then you had George against Koboli, which was kind of a dud. I thought Kaboli would be, I'd say, equipped to make the match interesting. I thought that George was worthy of a favorite. I thought Kaboli was alive, though. To make it interesting, didn't happen as George did not get broken and George did win 6-3, 6-4. He got up a break relatively early in both sets and he kind of coasted from there. So overall, once again, a pretty underwhelming quarterfinals if you do like chaos. But it was good for us because we ended up sweeping both the lock and the dog picks. Now, as for the actual matches in order for the semifinals, you do have a matchup. Between Bublik and Felix going first at around 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And you also have a matchup between Chorich and Rune taking place at around 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So pretty early start, especially if you're in the West Coast, where it's going to be starting at basically 6.30 in the morning. So hopefully you tune into this before then. That's why I'm trying to get this episode out pretty early. It's because I know how early these matches start. And I know a decent amount of my audience is based in America. Shout out to all of you, though, who are not. I know that the UK has been following my podcast, Australia. I even saw some people in Zambia. And I know Nigeria, I believe, was my fifth most popular country last year. So once again, I'm aware that internationally, the time difference might not be an issue for you. But the point is, in America, it might be. So I am going to get this episode out early. But before we get into any of the actual in-depth analysis of the Z semifinal matches, do you want to take a quick word from... Our sponsor. We're brought to you by the SGP Patreon. The guys just dropped this month's bonus episode, behind the scenes breakdown of Sean's 200000 dollars win. This week's Patreon Pick'em Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square, plus access to all the pick sheets and an exclusive channel on Discord. Head over to sportscamppockets.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. You can win up to 100 times your money with some spicy plays. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little money over on Underdog's mobile app or website, UnruhgFantasy.com. When you sign up, remember to use the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping the pretty underwhelming quarterfinals in Montpierre. Now it's time to get into the purpose of this episode, which will be the actual previews for the semifinal matches. We're going to start off with the first one, which will be between Bublik and Felix Auger-Aliassime. So Bublik is a slight dog here, which might surprise you but I think it actually is pretty warranted. Felix is a decent favorite here of about minus 190. As for the total games, you can find that at 23.5. The over is minus 103. The under is minus 117. If you want some alt lines, you can find the over 24.5 games at even money. The under is minus 130. If you want the match to go three sets, you can find that at plus one ten. Shop around though; you might be able to find a plus one twenty five or a minus or a plus one thirty. Bublik to win a set in this match is minus one seventy. Felix to win in straight sets is plus one forty. And if you want the opposite of that, you can get Bublik to win in straight sets at plus four hundred, and Felix to win. A set is minus 550. Now, the head-to-head has been pretty interesting between these players because Felix is 2-1. and one. Now, they faced off three times on hard court. One time was back in 2019 where Bublik got injured after the first I went to a breaker and he was down 4-0. And Bublik ended up retiring in Shanghai. They faced off on clay in Hamburg. And Bublik did beat Felix in straight sets in 2020. And they faced off in 2022 in basel indoor hardcourt, and Felix did win that one 6-2, 6-3. Now, this is one of those matches, maybe you know this experience, not just from tennis, but from other sports, where you feel like you're going to have an angle on the match, and you're assuming the line is going to look one way, and then the line is completely the opposite of what you expect it to be. I didn't expect Felix to be this big of a favorite. I thought that Bublik was going to be probably close to a pick 'em. I thought Felix might be a slight favorite, maybe like minus 120, give or take. 190 felt massive, which is kind of annoying for me because I really did like Felix in this match. And now with the price, I kind of have to reconsider how to attack this number because minus 190 does feel pretty steep. Now, based on the actual path of both players, Felix, I think, should, keyword should, get the job done. I think he had a decent run in Australia and then beating team and beat Grenier in Uh, competitive matches, beat Team in five, ended up beating Grenier in four. Then he lost to Medvedev. No shame in that. Medvedev owns him, but Medvedev made the final and was one set away from winning his second Grand Slam title. So that loss is excusable. Then he beat Kazo, who was in good form, as he ended up winning that one in three, and he beat Maid in straight sets. Now, Bublik has been very up and down for most of his career, but you're looking at the recent form, ended up beating Shevchenko in three, beat uh, Shapo in three, Did fight several match points in that match, so that was definitely not easy, and he escaped. Got killed by Nagal in the Australian Open in the first round. Lost to Draper in, I believe it was the semis, of Adelaide in straight sets. He probably should have lost to Musetti as well uh, the round before that, but he got the job done. So the point is, Bublik's been very up and down, and Felix has been pretty solid recently, if you include his run in Australia. And you're looking at the main reason why I do like Felix in this match... It's because of the fact, I mentioned the stat yesterday, but I updated it. Felix has won 29 of his last 33 indoor hardcourt matches. 29 and 4. So I think he definitely is worthy of being a favorite. The problem is trying to find value. Now, Bublik, we know, is a guy that tends to go into some marathons, and he tends to punt some sets. So you can argue maybe there's some value on Felix with the spread at minus 2.5 because you think that Bublik might, uh, might punt the set, lose 6-2, match gets interesting, and maybe Felix gets it done. Or maybe you want to make a case for the over-in-games because you think that they're going to be alternating booblical start-off slow, like he usually does, find his groove, Felix might get nervous, and you might see a bit of a chaotic match take place. I don't really mind that either, but the fact that all three head-to-head matches ended in straight sets gives me a little bit of pause for that. They were a while ago, though, to be fair. But I do think Felix should be favored. I do think it should be a fun match, a competitive match, but I do think Felix is a little bit more consistent than Bublik is, and Bublik can't keep affording to double fault service games away. We saw that in the opening game against Shevchenko, where he double faulted a break point, and I know Felix's serve hasn't exactly been dominant either so far in this event, and he's had some double faulting issues too. But Bublik gets in his own head a lot. Felix has looked better when it comes to the mental toughness aspect of it, and Bublik had eight double faults in. The Shevchenko match, I believe he had nine in the match against Chopovalov. Uh, and I just can't consistently trust you if your first serve percentage is constantly below 60%. I think it was 52% against Shapo, and it was 58% against Shevchenko. So if you're going to be missing that many first serves, and you have the tendency to double fault a lot, I feel like you're going to surrender a lot of free points in what should be a pretty entertaining match. And I do think that Felix... He's better than Shevchenko. I think he's better than Chapo. To be fair, Chapo was in good form in that first set and a half, and then unfortunately his knee acted up again. But I do think that you can make the argument that Felix is actually worthy of this big price. I'm just annoyed by it because initially when I was going to uh, prepare the lines mentally in my head, I thought Felix was going to be minus 130, give or take, and I thought that that was going to be my lock of the, of the show. But unfortunately, I can't do that because it's minus 190. So the odds surprise me with that line. You can argue maybe they overdid it, and it should be closer to 130, 140. But I do think Felix is going to win this match. So I am in a link to Felix to get the job done. And I'll mention my favorite play in this match later in the show. And moving on to the next matchup, you have a matchup between Rune and Chorich, which should be fun. Rune is a pretty decent favorite here at minus 265. Chorich is around plus 225. The over for the actual match is 22 and a half games. At minus 105, the under is minus 115. As for the game spread, Chorich plus three and a half is minus 115. Rune uh, minus three and a half is minus 105. Over 23 and a half games is plus 115. The under 23 and a half games is minus 145. Match to go to three sets is plus 150. George to win a set is minus 135. And Rune to win in straight sets is plus 105. If you want the alternative to that, you can get George to win in straight sets at plus uh, 475. And Rune to win a set at minus 650. Now, unlike the previous semifinal matchup, these two have never faced off against each other. So there is no head-to-head data to actually draw from. Now, with that being the case, I have to at least point out the fact that both guys have been pretty solid so far in this event. As Rune has not dropped a set, as he ended up beating Yamus Ruiz 7562 and he beat Mo in a pretty competitive match uh, 7664. As for George, though, he's been cruising. He has not dropped a single uh, set and he has actually not dropped more than four games in a set. So far, as he beat Martinez 6'4, 6'0, and beat Caboli 6'3, 6'4. So the point is, he's been in great form as well. At first glance, this line looks really, really steep. I don't think Rune should be this big of a favorite. Now, Rune should be favored. He's a semifinalist here from last year. We know that ranking wise, he's a lot better than Shorich. But 265 for a guy that had a hard time with Mo. I think is really odd, and I think George is definitely capable of potentially winning this match. I just think that this price feels a bit off. I think Rune should be closer to minus 160, in my opinion. I think that 260, I think 265 is crazy, in my opinion. But you're looking at Chorich, who is a good server, solid forehand. We know injuries has been an issue for him for the last four years, but we saw in a Cincinnati run a year or two ago, when he's on, he can beat basically anybody. And the serve has translated very well, to Montpierre, he has not gotten broken yet in the entire tournament. So once again, the serve has been solid, and I do think with Mo being on the cusp of winning a set against Rune, fell short in the tiebreaker, but still. I don't think Rune is, has been that convincing with his wins so far. Even Yamas Ruiz, he won straight sets, I get it, but 7-5 in the first set against a Spanish qualifier is not exactly a, a great look for him for a guy that's expected to dominate in this particular hardcourt setting. Now, you could argue that was his first set since the Australian Open, so he needed a bit of time to actually get going. Maybe that's the case, but the point is I was a little bit discouraged by Rune's performance against Mo. I thought he'd win in straight sets, and I kind of leaned to the over in that one. I didn't mention a potential breaker, but Rune feels like just doesn't convert big enough points or doesn't convert the big points on a consistent basis enough for me to trust him to lay minus 265 in what I think should be a pretty competitive match. So I think these odds are off for me. I'm going to link to George based on the price. I think 225 is way too big. I think George should be closer to 150 in my opinion. But I'm going to go with the over for the games. I am going to link to the over in sets as well at two and a half at plus 150. I see a competitive match, maybe a breaker. So maybe if you want to take the games at 23 and a half and you want to just gamble on maybe two competitive sets that don't end up uh, splitting, where you could have a 7-5, seven, 7-6, seven, or two tiebreakers, and you'd lose the three-set wager, but you would win the over 23.5. Maybe you can take that, but I do think for the sake of this matchup, I'm going to link to the dog here. I just think this price is too big. I get that Rune has more upside, but George has been really good here, and he's not gotten broken yet, which is a good sign. So for me, give me the underdog at a pretty juicy plus-money price. Give me George a plus 225 to get the job done, and to, worst-case scenario, make this match very interesting to send this match over the posted total. But that's going to wrap it up for the actual semifinal match previews. Now it's time for the lock and dog picks. But before we continue that, i going to have a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is the new and better way to bet, bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes, plus a ton of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers low VIG and fully customizable odds you can create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to worry about chasing down your money. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history user profiles fan groups and more they also have good rewards get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users cut also allows you to list almost any kind of bet perfect getting action on those fun super bowl prop bets cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's u.s based and available in 40 states head to cut.com that's com and use promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets Win bigger betting smarter this interval season with Hall of Fame bets. Sports fan analytics platform for parlay's, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into revolutionary into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet toward which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop back in the dark and join over 30,000 users Researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets at betscom Use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling podcast. Let's finish previewing the semifinal matches in Montpierre. Now it is time to talk about my favorite plays from those two matches and look at the lock and dog picks. We got a sweep in the quarters. Let's try to keep it rolling here for the semis. Starting off with the lock, I mentioned before that I did think Felix was going to win that match against Bublik, but minus 190 was a bit steep, so I did decide to find a creative way to reduce the juice. I'm going to take Felix to win the first set and the match. At minus 126. Coverings why I'm going to take this first reason I mentioned before. Felix is really, really good on indoor hard courts. He has won 29 of his last 33 indoor hard court matches. And here's a crazy stat Felix has been a great front runner over the last couple of years. Felix has won each of his last 50 best of three hard court matches after winning the first two sets. Now, the key word is best of three. Best of five, he can choke. Having said that, the best of three, if you win 50 straight while winning the first set, I'm going to back this at minus 126, especially since Bublik has not been a great starter so far in this event. But Felix, when he wins the first set, he's won 50 straight. So that's a good sign for me, especially taking this price at minus 126. But Bublik has been a slow starter, and to go through the actual numbers behind that, he has lost the first set. In five of his last six matches, he lost the first set to Shapo, 6-1, lost the first set to Shevchenko on Friday, went down 3-0 double break to start that match. So Bublik is known notoriously for being a slow starter, and Felix has been one of the better front runners in three out of five in a two out of three set matches on hardcourt for the last couple of years. Give me Felix to win this match by winning the first set as well at minus 126 as a way to reduce reduce the minus 190 juice. Moving on, though, to the actual dog pick for the show. I had a choice in the torch match of taking the money line with the dog or taking the over 2.5 sets you know what? I'm going to go for the fences here. Give me George Moneyline at plus 225. Rune has been solid this tournament, but he hasn't looked overly impressive against opponents. He was expected to beat. Now Rune was a massive favorite against Yamas Ruiz. I want to say he was around minus 800, minus 900, and he was around minus 600 against Mo yesterday. And yet he almost lost a set in that one. That was seven, six, six, four point is he has kind of looked vulnerable against weaker competition. And, George really hasn't. He beat Martinez 6-4, 6-0, and he beat Caboli very comfortably. And once again, when you beat Caboli, that one was actually somewhat closer, at least, than the rune uh, line against um, Mo. But the point is, George has not gone broken yet in this event. He's been very good in just his overall consistency. And I do think that with him beating up on Martinez and Caboli in pretty straightforward fashion – That tells me his form, I think, is good enough to capitalize on some of Rune's mistakes. And as a result, I do think that there is some value at plus 225, especially for the value itself. Because you're looking at Chorich being, in my opinion, a very solid wild card in any event that he's in. Because we know what his ceiling can be. Rune, we know, can lose to anybody. We saw that in the Australian Open, losing to Kazo in... Four, we know that he's capable of short circuiting mentally at times. And I do think George has the game to beat him. But plus 225 is a good price. I also want to mention the fact that both players on paper have actually been pretty even. uh, Looking at the actual serve stats for both players, you can argue that George has faced better competition. But the point is, you can argue that it's similar competition. So they've had similar serve numbers in this event. George, so far in this tournament, has landed 62% of his first serves, and he's won 74% of the first serve points. Rune has landed 63% of the first serves, and he's won 74% of the first serve points. So once again, the first serve stats are basically identical in this event, and it gets weirder because the second serve points, Chorich has won 64% of his second serve points. Rune has won 63%. So once again, these points or these serve stats are basically identical And Rune's minus 265, which I feel like is a bit absurd. I also want to mention that George has not been broken in the event yet, while Rune's been broken twice. So based on the serve stats and based on the ability of both players to hit some powerful forehands and to potentially charge the net and volley, I do think that this matchup is closer than the odds suggest, which is why I am going to take a swing here with the dog at plus 225. If you get scared off by it, you can't take the over instead. I think it will be competitive maybe you want to take the games instead to be extra safe. If you want to take George to win in 3 sets, that's extremely bold. I like your style. I decided not to do that though for the dog pick. But 225 is a good price and I am going to take that as my dog. So once again, the picks for the actual semifinals in Montpierre. the lock is going to be on Felix to win the first set and to win the match at -126 and the dog will be on George money line at plus 225. That's going to wrap it up for an episode of the Tennis Galing Podcast, once again, for the final in Montpierre. And then don't look now, but it's clay season. So get excited. we got a couple of fun clay events coming up. But until then, find me on Twitter, The Right Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show, the NFL show, the bunch of other podcasts, the network. And until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.